The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! What do you think, Chrissy? I think a lot. Jeez. But not necessarily of, like, important things. I just think. It looks like we're live. Yep, I get everything shared. Yeah. Everything's working well today for the first time ever. Oh, thanks, Facebook. Not for long, though. Not for long. Creative Studio is disappearing soon. Is it really? Yep. And then what do we have to do? I don't know. <laughs> Meta business something or other. It's great. I can't wait. Yeah. Throws my whole job into a tizzy. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. We're going to start exploring Rumble. Rumble? Yeah, there are. It's a weird they're... dating app. <laughs> no, it's a video Rumble. app. It's a video it's like, app. It's like they're replacing YouTube. Well, see, I thought that was meant to be Odyssey. Odyssey's been out for a while. Really? Now. Let's bring that music down. All right. Yeah. Odyssey uh, is, was meant to be like the next YouTube, and it's not. YouTube's still YouTube. But... So, yeah. Oh, here they come. Ba, 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 ba. Couldn't, still can't do it. Eight right, months I later, and I still can't do I'll it. I'll carry the show. You're going to have to. <laughs> All right, let's thank our sponsors. Well, actually, let's start the show first. Yes. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here with the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, top two guys smoke shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. I want to thank my uh, fine, fine producer, Chrissy, who is uh, always doing a fantastic job. I've had a lot of producers in my lifetime. Of, of doing radio. I did radio for almost 30-something years. And, um, and most people who are, pro- who are called producers aren't really producers. They're board ops. Board ops. Chrissy's actually a producer. And so uh, I want to thank you for the fine work Aww, that you do. Thanks. I also want to thank our sponsors. We love our sponsors. McLennan Real Estate Century 21 on Broadway in Methuen. We love uh, Matt. He's, uh, he was on the show a couple of weeks ago. Said, doesn't matter what the national trend is in the Merrimack Valley. If you're thinking of buying, if you're thinking of selling, you should still be doing it now. I uh, want to thank Marsan and Sun Construction. I know it's winter time, but you know you might want to you know, put on a little addition inside the house. You, may, you might need to fix something up. You want to give give Ron Marsan and Sun Construction a call. EIS Investigation and Gun Training. If you're looking to get your gun permit, they'll walk you through all the process. They'll give you all the paperwork to fill out, and they also do security work. If you have a business and you're looking for security, give them a call. Borelli's Deli. Have you been to Borelli's Deli? Look at me. Of Del- course, I've been to Borelli's <laughs> Deli. Very good. So I went to Borelli's last week after the show. It's my Thursday thing. I just wish they didn't close at four. Um, but I do rush there right after the show. And I got um, the marinated chicken, but it was marinated in um, sweet Asian chili sauce. And I said, you know, that, that sounds like it could be either really good or really horrible, but let's try it. It was amazing. Was it spicy at all? It was very spicy, yeah. It so was, even it was it's good. Sweet chili, but it was a sweet spice, so it wasn't like it wasn't burning your mouth. 
Okay. So it, it was one of those like sweet. I'm a big baby when it comes to spice. That sounds yummy, but I'm like, will my yeah. head explode yeah. when I eat No, that? no, it's not too, <laughs> it wasn't too spicy okay. at all. Tomo and Shaken Seafood. I'm going to be at Tomo with my buddy Lenny Mira right after the show. Oh, we love um, he, he lost by one vote. Boy, the shenanigans in that race. One. He won by 100. Then they did a recount, and he won by 10. And then mysteriously, they found six votes. And he lost by one. They just mysteriously found six votes. He loses by one vote. And they said uh, they've got this thing where they cure the ballot. We'll talk about it on another show. Okay. Um, but I'm going to be meeting with him today to talk about the shenanigans in that race. And next week, I'll have an update for you. Nice. That race is, by the way, going before the legislature. It's being appealed. So they are not coronating his opponent just yet. So by, the, by next week at this time, Lenny might have pulled off a win. But we're going to see what happens. Also, Clear Path for Veterans New England. They help uh, homeless veterans. They sponsor the show, and they're great people. Uh, AFC Urgent Care, Pleasant Valley Landscaping, and a free shout-out to JG's Ice Cream, as well as Doug Mercurio from Prime Insurance uh, Services, as well as Doug Mercurio, uh, PC attorney at law. Right, yeah. Doug? Yes. So thanks for coming in. Um, you're, you're now among a, a list of uh, pretty distinguished businesses in the community. Yeah, we, so I've heard. We appreciate that for sure. And one of the things we encourage new advertisers and new sponsors is to do business with our, our other sponsors and our other advertisers. We're all kind of like a family. We all do business together. Yeah. So if you could, uh, if whatever you're doing for business uh, at the law firm, if you could uh, do business with anybody that advertises with us and tell them that that's why, that would be really helpful for us. Yeah, and I've known Matt McLennan for years. Oh, really? He's yeah. He's a great guy. He's, and he also makes real estate fun. Oh, yeah, he does. Uh, you definitely you watch his videos estate. on Facebook. I, I've seen the videos. I've gone, you know, and we've shared a beverage or two. Oh, good. Uh, granted, we each get our own because neither one of us share. Right, but, right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that said, you know, he's very good at what he does, but he also can enjoy himself yeah. and, and make it interesting. There's so a guy that really loves his job. Absolutely. There's a guy that loves his job. Absolutely. Yeah. And my father always used to tell me, if you love your job, you never work a day in your life. And Matt, Matt is the, the embodiment of that for sure. I will tell you, when I worked for somebody else, when I just started out of law school, I programmed the number to the office in and I called it work subconsciously. <laughs> when I started my own practice, I called it office. It, it, it's It's funny when you work for yourself right. it's a whole different mentality yeah, it sure yeah, you, is. Uh, granted you work harder than you ever did before mm-hmm. but you you know it's not work anymore right so how long have you been a lawyer how long have you so i've been pra- in practice for about i'd say what 19 this is 20 years coming up oh wow so yeah i know i'm older than i look apparently but i've been doing this for 20 years primarily handling real estate uh the entire time so we do closings representing buyers sellers lenders i do residential and commercial um, I'm licensed as an attorney in Massachusetts. I also handle closings in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire, you don't have to be licensed as an attorney. You need to be a title insurance producer, which I am. Okay. So I do a lot in both Mass and New Hampshire. Um, like I said, everything from, you know, I've done, you know, leased mobile homes on leased land, and I've done, you know, $26 million transactions. So wow. in every, like apartment buildings and everything in between. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, because I like to get professionals on all the time, um, can you give people advice on when they're looking for a lawyer, what not to look for and what to look for? Because a lot of people call my office and say, hey, listen, I got into an accident, or hey, I've got an insurance claim, or hey, I slipped somewhere. Do you know a lawyer? And I always refer them to people that advertise with us that I've used, yep. but you're in the business. Can you give people like advice on things to, like, to look for and not to look for? Well, so it's tough because especially in the transactional type of business that I do, and, and for most lawyers, frankly, it's a once-and-done type relationship. So the client comes to you when they have a need. You satisfy the need. They don't need you anymore. It's not an ongoing relationship, although some many clients actually 
our continuous clients for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. But so you don't really know what you're getting when you hire the lawyer. So I always say, first of all, word of mouth, um, word of mouth for friend, you know, some people who are, have relationships, but not a popularity contest, not, you know, our kids play together or our, you know, our wives hang out or right. we, we golf together because they might be a great attorney or they might not be. Um, so people who have dealt with them in practice, people who have been their clients. Uh, most of my business comes from former clients, uh, people in the business who have interacted with me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really the the number one thing. I mean, client reviews are big. I mean, the, the internet is you know famous for that. One, you know, I will say there's hundreds of reviews out there for me. I've had clients who have Googled me and Googled other people they were talking to, and you know, the other guy might have been a hundred bucks cheaper, potentially, but. They after Googling it, they're like, Yeah, I'll spend the extra hundred bucks. Right. So I always say you get what you pay for. Sometimes, and sometimes you just overpay for mediocrity. Mm-hmm. So just because something's expensive doesn't make it good. Um, you know, we I try to be right there as far as value goes. There are certainly people who are going to be a few dollars cheaper. There are definitely people who are going to be a lot more expensive. Mm-hmm. But I think the quality that we deliver for the price that we charge is is second to none. So you do, um, you're a lawyer, but you also do insurance. Um, talk about the insurance business a little bit. So I've been in practice. Has the economy like, screwed you guys the way it screwed everybody else, or have you guys survived? <laughs> well, it's funny. So it, that's all like in air quotes, right? Because I, for years, I've been kind of connected with the insurance industry. In the loft practice, we dealt with insurance on every transaction. And, you know, you'd hear insurance guys talk about, oh, geez, the economy's killing me. And, and for them, you know, if they have a bad year, they're off you know, 6%, right. where, you know, I, I'm a real estate lawyer. When you have a bad year, you're off 80%. Right. So, <laughs> so you kind of laugh at, you know, their problems aren't really the same as my problems. But so we started the practice about five years ago, or the, the law practice I started about 18 years ago, uh, 2005. The insurance agency I started about five years ago, 2018, uh, because like I said, I've been kind of dabbling in that industry through the years I understood it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work with a lot of real estate investors, and they need you know quality insurance at a reasonable price. So what I did is I decided to set up an office. We started from scratch, which is very hard to do. We have five customer service reps who work in the insurance office. They are there quoting policies. Um, you know, basically, we have a number of companies we work with, probably about a dozen. And the companies I work with, I kind of selected for the type of clients we have. So you know, people who you know, own a home you know, a couple cars, sometimes have investment properties. So we have really competitive companies. And when we put something to market, it's very hard for somebody to beat us. Um, we Any discounts that are available, we're going to give them, right? We're not trying to make an extra buck on every policy. Mm-hmm. We're trying to make it so the customer's happy and the policy stays there for 20 years. If someone's looking for insurance, what is your advice for them? First, like somebody's never done it before. Like I, I, I have somebody that handles my stuff, but if I lost that person, I would have no idea what to do. Yeah, no. And, and I, what I would tell you is, first of all, use an independent agent or a brokerage like myself, okay? If you go to one company, they're going to sell you exactly one company's product. Sometimes that product's the right thing. Sometimes it's not. They're not going to tell you, geez, we're a really bad fit for <laughs> your insurance. You should call somebody else. Right. That just doesn't happen. Right. So they're going to they're going to try to sell you whatever their product is to sell. And I understand they're running a business. They're mm-hmm. trying to make money. We have a number of companies. So if, if you walk into my office, we're going to find the company that's right for you. And there are, I have clients that have kind of unique situations. And 
maybe the company we think is going to be best ends up not being best. So it, and and by the way, it changes. So every you know everybody's insurance, unfortunately, is going to go up this year. Right. right? The, the companies weren't making much money. Um, the election in Massachusetts, they held off increasing rates until after the election. Of course, as always, right? <laughs> Which is kind of yeah. the way that goes. But now they're going to catch up with it. I mean, I think on average, people's insurance is probably going to go up about 10%, right. um, which is a pretty big number. But we're also dealing with you know supply chain issues, cost to repair vehicles, cost to repair homes, the lack of labor out there to build homes or even do auto repairs. So they're paying more money. They're not making a ton of money. When they raise rates, it's literally just to, to break even and make a few bucks. But we're going to look and see the company that we thought might be the best fit might not be the best fit. So we have software that will sort through the companies that we work with, and then we'll go into that company system and finalize the quote to find the best coverage, mind you, because that's the important thing too. It's not just about money. The best coverage at the best price. So you definitely don't want to skimp because you know insurance is like anything else. Until you need it, it's a complete waste of money. Mm-hmm. When you need it, you find out whether or not it's a complete right. waste of money. So I'd rather pay 100% and have what I need than pay 97% and come up short when you need it. My friend uh, Manny Gonzalez is a Lawrence firefighter, and he is always pushing for people to get rental insurance. Because yes. if there's a fire, it's not covered. The, the, the owner is insurance isn't going to cover what's inside your apartment. Correct. So if you've lost your furniture, your clothes, your computers, your TVs, any electronics, yep. that's gone if there's a fire in your house. The insurance doesn't cover it. Yep. And he's always talking about how cheap it is. Can you it's, talk about rental insurance? It's very rental cheap. So, so I, I mean, I can't obviously quote rates off the top of my head. It, it depends. But I can say that I've issued in, you know, renter's policies for well under $200 a year. A year. A year. Wow. I can also say that I've personally been in an apartment fire, um, and I was one of those guys who had you know a lot of stuff that went away. The good news for me is my parents had an insurance policy. I was a student at the time, so I was covered under their policy, Excellent. living away at school. And you know they came out and they looked. Actually, they didn't even want to look at the stuff because it wasn't a huge amount. But they wrote me a check, and they you know allowed me to get back the stuff that I lost. Um, it's it would have been a problem. You know, if that didn't happen, mm-hmm. but certainly as an adult with other responsibilities and other bills, I was still a student. I, I kind of it was a little bit different. Whereas nowadays, if you lose your computer, that, that sometimes is people's way to make a living right. or their way to connect with their friends, and they're not cheap. I mean, they're they've gotten cheaper, but they're not they're not really giving them away for something decent. So, coverage is very inexpensive for renters' policies. Um, and it also, you know, you can have coverage for loss of use. So you need temporary housing. Well, that that can be covered under the rental policy. Okay. Liability if somebody hurts themselves when you, you know, when they're at your apartment. There's a number of things that can be covered, and it's not a lot of money. Um, and it's really money well. Two hundred a year. I mean, I don't know how do you it's, beat that. It, it's pretty cheap. I mean, yeah. I, it, you know, one of the first policies when I opened the agency five years ago, I wrote was a short money policy for you know my brother when he was renting at the time. And he said, he goes, how the heck do you make money? And right. it's like, it, you know, we're not making a ton of money on renter's policies. It's, it's nickels and dimes. Right. But again, it's part of the relationship. It's, you know, you end up, you do the cars, you do the renter's policy. And over time, people, you know, buy houses, they have friends and family. And it's, mm-hmm. it's all, you know, all goes into the, the whole mix. But renter's policies are very inexpensive. And it, again, it, from a landlord should insist upon it. How about that? Because if, if a tenant starts a fire, if a tenant creates a problem, 
the landlord doesn't want it to fall back on their insurance if they can help it. Right. So if they, they can go after the tenant's liability, it protects the landlord and it keeps their insurance affordable. Because if you have claims, obviously insurance companies don't like writing checks. They will. Right. That's probably, you know, If it's a legitimate claim, they're going to write a check. That's what they're obligated to do. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, they they're going to fight you every step of the way. Well, they'll rate you accordingly. So mm-hmm. on renewal, you're going to pay a little more. You have a couple claims, two, three claims. They decide you're not somebody they want to insure anymore, and then it becomes a lot more expensive. So, you know, there are, you know, if landlords require tenants to have renter's policies, it's a low-cost solution for a tenant. It's good for them. The landlords have the protection of if something happens that is the liability of the uh, the tenant, it doesn't hurt the landlord's policy protect- potentially, depending on how they do it. Mm-hmm. And they're covered for the loss, which is key. Oh, great. We're talking about Doug Mercurio from uh, the law office of Doug Mercurio and also Prime Insurance Services. What should someone look for when they're trying to get insurance? Like, I know nothing about insurance. Again, I have someone that handles that. Yep. But if that person went away and I had to pick up the phone, I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Like, I would get talked into probably the biggest policy ever because they would just throw words at me and I'd say fine. So honestly, I, I've seen that. But the other thing I see that's the problem is sometimes you get the cheapest policy possible. Because what happens is in order for things to be inexpensive, it has to cover less. Okay? I mean, there are in Massachusetts, let's talk about that predominantly. There's something called, you know, there's liability, which in auto, for instance, auto policies, people have liability. If somebody sues you, it's what they can, you know, collect before mm-hmm. it in, impacts you personally. There's also things called uninsured and underinsured motorists. So if you get into an accident, if I get into an accident with you, you're at fault, but you don't have any insurance, or you don't have much insurance, my own policy will pay me over and above what your policy limits are. So, People skimp on that. It's inexpensive coverage, you know, twelve dollars, fifteen dollars. But it's a, I've seen people. I've seen people in the business who don't. They just to be just a little bit cheaper. They cut back on that coverage. We have one. Unfortunately, we had a, uh, an insured recently die in a in a traffic accident, and he's going to you know conceivably he should get a pretty sizable chunk of change from the uninsured or underinsured policy because of the other people involved. He wasn't at fault, and you know his estate. Will, will hopefully get a decent check. And that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. And if he was didn't have that protection that cost him, you know, like I said, six, eight, ten dollars, twelve dollars. If he didn't have that added protection, he would get whatever their limits were, and their limits weren't too high. What are some of the things that people don't need that they get socked with? So it's funny because one of the companies, which we won't name, is one of those only pay for what you need. Right. Well, that, yes. That's kind of how that works, right? right? I mean, we're ordering off a menu. We can give people what they need and what they don't need. Um, we don't sell them, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this for the most part, I mean, I've seen a number of things that people have covered for beyond what they might actually need. It, it's kind of like we'll use jewelry for an example, okay? If, uh, if you have a $60,000 watch, and, and there are people that do, if they pay insurance based on a $60,000 watch and that's the appraisal they get, they're paying that for years. If they have a claim, the insurance company will basically replace the item or they'll give you the money needed to replace the item or the diamond that falls out of the ring. Like this does happen. Mm-hmm. So if you get a you know top dollar appraisal, you're paying based on what the appraisal says, but the claim is paid out based on the actual value right. and what it costs to replace it. And you know it's like anything else. 
you know, when you buy your fiance an engagement ring, you get a really high appraisal to put on her father's insurance. Right. But then when you're paying for the insurance yourself, you're like, hey, what would it really cost to replace it? <laughs> right. right. You're trying to impress him. You're not trying to impress your insurance agent. Right. So, I mean, bottom line is getting a, an appraisal for replacement value, not what they'd try to sell it for retail, but then sell it for 40% less. I mean, right. I see people overpay for that all the time. And, you know, my feeling is, you know, get the appraisal that you ask the person, not what would you put it in the window for? What would you actually sell it for? Right. What's the replacement cost? Right. What would it cost to replace yeah. it? And that's, you want to be adequately insured, but to, to insure something for twice what it would really cost to in, replace doesn't do anything except run up your premium. Mm-hmm. And that's not, I mean, that's not what we're about. We're trying to give people the best value, make sure they have the coverage they need without Again, paying for excess. Right. What kind of it? What, what are the, what are the most common insurance things? Insurance that people don't get that they should. Well, I mean, renters is number one. I mean, the number of people who have renters policies is very, very low, and it's it's sad, especially considering the low cost. It's very low cost. It, if you have a loss, especially, I mean, honestly, if you're not a homeowner, if you don't have as many assets losing what you have is a bigger deal, mm-hmm. even if it's only $20,000 worth of stuff. And right. I don't say only in a disparaging right. way. It's very hard when you don't have anything to replace $20,000 worth of stuff. If somebody who's a multimillionaire loses $20,000, eh, they'll fix it, right? right? It's it's less of a big deal. So I think renter's policies are overlooked because people don't want to spend money they don't quote-unquote have to. The, the reality is there's some money that's smart to spend and then save where you should that makes sense. But that is one of the policies people don't have. I mean, there's, there's a, like I said, uninsured and underinsured motorists. People skimp. And again, the insured isn't skimping. The agent sometimes is skimping or the person giving you the quote because they're trying to just be $8 cheaper than the next guy. So I also get nervous with the do-it-yourself insurance online. Mm-hmm. Okay, you go online and a lizard tries to sell you a policy. The problem is they're depending on you to tell them what you need. And as you said, and you're a smart guy. You don't know where to start. You don't know what you need. Right. And and they're not really giving you the suggestions. They're not – the relationship isn't there. An 800 number in a call center is right. not the same as an independent agent that you have an ongoing relationship with. Right. So, you know, we have conversations. We get to know our clients. Umbrella policies for people who are, you know, have some assets and have – they are a target. They could be sued if there's more to protect. Umbrella policies are cheap money. You know, we – couple hundred dollars, depending on the amount, a few hundred dollars. And I mean, there are some that are $2,500 if they're more exposure. But that sort of coverage protects your assets, your personal assets, keeps them away from you know judgment creditors, mm-hmm. really. So you do law, you do insurance. Uh, what don't you do? I, I don't tap dance. <laughs> I, I, you know, I tried it, didn't work. I don't have the figure for it. Uh, but no, we, I, I honestly limit what I do to what I do well. Mm-hmm. So I've been a real estate attorney and I'll do some small business work. I'll work with, you know, people, primarily investors, people setting up small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I handle the closings. I handle, you know, representing buyers, sellers, lenders, commercial. I don't do litigation. I don't do divorces. There's a whole bunch of stuff in the legal field I don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do is I, I tell clients who I would recommend right. to your point, Right. Where do you find a lawyer from somebody who knows what they're doing? And right. there's, you know, there's plenty of lawyers out there. Some are better than others. I have a really good network of people I've been comfortable referring clients to. And then I get feedback from the clients after it's over. And whether it's personal injury, there's all sorts of things that there are really specialties for. I mean, can I write a will for you? Sure. 
would I, depending on your situation? Maybe. But if you're high net worth, if you have other issues, I'm not going to do it. Right. I'm going to give Send you somebody. To a somebody exactly. Do you know, let people do what they do well? I won't do something if I don't think I can do it well. Right. That's why when I set up the insurance agency, it actually took about a year to get it lined up because I wouldn't open the business if I couldn't effectively serve the client at a reasonable price with the right coverages. So I I really wanted to do it right, and every. You know, every day, honestly, we we continue to improve. We've added um, another company, which isn't official yet, so I don't want to say it, but we're adding a pretty sizable company in the area that's also very competitive with my target demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll, you know, it'll be another good weapon, another arrow in the quiver, so to say. And you know, you, which arrow you use depends on what you're trying to shoot. So um, you do real estate, you do the 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 legal stuff. Yeah. When when COVID hit and we all got like we all got just everybody got killed. Yeah, what right? are you talking about? What's this COVID you're referring right, to? Exactly. I, I don't think I've heard about it. A, how did you survive? Like how do you survive <laughs> in a business, where, especially the legal business, yeah. where the courts are shut down, you can't see clients, yeah. nobody's beating each other up because everybody's locked in their house. And and we're old school in Massachusetts, so we didn't. And we they did pass eventually. They passed a temporary remote notarization law, which I honestly thought was horrible. We did not do one remote notarization. I was meeting people in person. I was wearing an N95 mask. At one point, I was wearing gloves. Um, you know, we did what we had to do to make sure the client's needs were met. Um, at one point, we were doing closings outside. I mean, you, you kind of adapt. I mean, the world, you, you know, we all dealt with this, right? We, we None of us knew how to respond to it, but then we figured it out. Now, in retrospect, some of the stuff we did was pretty stupid. Right, but we were right. figuring it out. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, the arrows on the floor in the supermarkets. I mean, I was famous for going the wrong way, and <laughs> I made it the whole time without getting a ticket. I remember this so. old lady screaming at me through her mask that I was going the wrong, the wrong way, way at at, at, uh, at Market Basket, yeah. and and I just I, I bruised right past her. I didn't even want to talk to her. Like, lady, you're worried about getting COVID, yeah. and then you're coming and getting in my face. Well, and, like, and, and actually, the funny part is right, and you know how it is. Especially, I hate to say it, I'm a guy, right? A guy in a supermarket is just I, I'm out of my element. It's not I'm not there all the time. I don't know where everything is. So God knows, it takes me three times the amount of time it would take my wife because my wife knows where things are, and I'm trying to figure it out. Well, if you start telling me I need to go up one way, down another way, up one way, down another way, every time I make a mistake, it's taking me three times as long because I'm supposed to run the wrong way. And I'm like, you know what? It's the If you spend three times as long in the supermarket, you're actually got three times the exposure right. as opposed to walking the wrong way. You know what? Guess what? You're still there for less time. And, you know, again, we were, we were figuring out. I don't fault the supermarkets. They had to figure it out, too. Um, and we did manage to come up with ways that work. We now, when we send people closing packages, we used to just explain it all at the table. Now we send it to them secure in advance. We go through it all on the phone and we wanted to minimize the in-person contact. Um, we run through everything. They have a chance to ask any questions and we, we basically make it. So when they come in, I mean, they're literally just signing. There's, there doesn't need to be an explanation because they've already gotten it. That was a COVID, that was a response to COVID. We did that intentionally. Honestly, it works. And we're going to continue that forever, not because of COVID, but because it. people used to walk in, they didn't know what they were signing. They were uncomfortable at times. Usually they'd sign it, but they didn't always, you know, you, you know, they had questions that they wouldn't ask and things like that. So I'd rather people just, we explain it pretty thoroughly, but we're going to explain it up front. And then if you think of a question, you call me back, we answer the question. And when you come in, you ask the question. 
but we, we want to make sure it's a smooth transaction and it makes the closing itself significantly smoother. So we there are some things that actually changed our policies that, that we're going to hold on to even in the future. So I've had a lot of people ask me, especially when I have Matt McLennan on, he zooms in sometimes, he comes in. And then I'll get you email. talk to him about Borelli's too, don't you? Oh yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then I get a couple of emails from people saying, "Well, geez, I was just listening to Matt. If I want to sell my house, I'm, I'll go to Matt. But why would I need a real estate attorney? Why does somebody need a real estate attorney if they've got a real estate broker?" Well, we do two different things, okay? And I will answer the same question the other way. You should have a realtor, even if you have a real estate attorney, okay? I don't do pricing. Like I have no idea what your house is worth. Right. That's not what I do. I don't do the marketing. That's what somebody like Matt would do. Matt mm-hmm. will go in. Matt will give you an assessment of value. He'll you know, position your house to sell on the market based on the current circumstances of the market. That's what he does. Then when it comes time for the legal work, the contracts, that's not what he does. And it's somebody like me who comes in. If we're representing a seller, we'll draft the purchase and sale. The buyer will likely have an attorney. We'll negotiate with their attorney to make sure the agreement doesn't have exposure to the client post-closing. We try to minimize the liability, the risk, the exposure. That's what attorneys do is manage risk. Mm-hmm. And actually, ironically, that's what insurance agencies do. Right, right. Um, so we, we try to minimize, minimize risk in the transaction, whether it's liability, whether it's the likelihood of it closing. We want to make sure if my client wants it to close, we want to structure the deal so it's as likely to close as possible. Um, I've had times that I've had clients who didn't want it to close. They wanted to get out of the deal, and, and we've done what we've needed to, to, to do whatever the client needed. Whatever the client's wishes are, are my wishes, right? right I, I'm right. functionally their servant within reason. Um, so whatever their goals are, it's my job to help them achieve them. So the attorney, you know, makes sure that, again, we limit the risk, we limit the exposure, we make sure if there's problems with the deal, we can try to, I mean, an experienced attorney, I can avoid problems, because I know what's coming around the corner because I've been there before. Right. And if we structure things properly, we avoid problems, things go better. Well, that's great. Um, one of, uh, well, we only have, is that true? Only four minutes left? It's just flying by yeah, today. Time flies. Uh, we have fun. Doug Mercurio from Prime Insurance Services and uh, Doug and Mercurio PC, which means you're an attorney. What is PC? Uh, PC. So it's actually the name of the company is the Law Office of Douglas and Mercurio PC. The PC stands for Professional Corporation. That has nothing oh, okay. to do with me. It's All the right, legal okay. entity. I got gotcha. you. So I'm called a number of things, and I am called PC every so often, <laughs> but that is not... Not what I'm normal. Something I've never been called. <laughs> I've never been called PC. Yeah. And you've got offices in North Andover and North Reading. So the law firm is in North Reading. Okay. So that's where you know I have had the law firm for almost 20 years. Um, the You're right near the Dairy Queen, right? I am. Right, I can look out my office window at right. Dairy Queen. I will tell you there are times in the summer when <laughs> it's warm. And you see the long line, and I'm like, I forget it. There's no way. Right. And then that same day, you'll see they'll have a lull. Yeah. And even if I don't want an ice cream, you run across. The I street. want an ice cream, yeah, right. right? It's it's like there's no line. It's Dairy Queen and it's ninety degrees. I'm getting sure. an ice cream. It hasn't done a lot for me, I will say. But it, every so often you get to treat yourself. It's just how often is the issue, right? Um, so the insurance office is a separate office with a separate staff. That's in North Andover, over um, kind of near Bertucci's, right okay. behind that new yep. urgent care place, um, right behind Bertucci. So where, yeah, I. From you know my offices, I can shoot down one twenty-five, and I'm you know nine minutes away at any given time. Yeah, no, you're very centrally located. Have you have you noticed because you've been doing this said, but for a number of years? Have you noticed a change in the business, uh, in the insurance business, in the legal business? Does, doesn't it seem like it's getting harder? Yeah, 
life in general seems to have gotten harder, right? It, life has gotten harder for everybody. Business has gotten harder. I mean, we're in a state that's not the most business friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, there's added regulations through the foreclosure crisis of 2007, 2008, which I was in business well before that. So it made things harder. It complicated things. Um, you know, even the, the title problems we run into from time to time seem to be harder than they, you know, sometimes in a tough market, you end up getting more of the, the harder stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, granted, I love the easy stuff. Don't get me wrong, but I can do the hard stuff. Um, generally, the climate has gotten harder. There's a lot more people out there that are great at marketing. Are they great attorneys? I don't know. That's right. up to you and, and Google them and see their reviews. But bottom line is they're great about bringing in business. So from a competitive perspective, yeah, I have to contest with that. So right. again, if I was thinner, taller, and better looking, maybe I'd have more luck bringing in business. But ultimately, you know, I've been pretty good. My clients are happy. Um, and I, you know, it's most of my business comes word of mouth. Why don't you, uh, we've got about a minute left. Why don't you um, talk about your website, how people can get in touch with you if they want to do, like you said, you do wills, if, you yeah. know, if you can, but really you do real estate real and, estate and is, insurance. Yeah. Real estate uh, law is primarily what I do. So right. people buying, selling a house, lenders, um, residential, commercial, I don't do landlord tenants. So I don't do evictions, not my thing. Um, that's more litigation than real estate, mm-hmm. even though it reflect, you know, it has to do with real you estate. You want to make money. You don't want to go to court. Well, I, <laughs> you know, I, I've successfully avoided court. When you're a transactional attorney, that's a good thing. Right. I was in the land court as an expert witness on one, on occasion, but I try to stay out of court. Right. Um, so basically people buying, selling houses, it's law office of Douglas M. Mercurio, uh, which is in North Reading. You can Google it. Um, 978-276-3100 is the phone number. Um, the website is decent, still probably needs to be brushed up. That's for sure. But it's, uh, uh mercuriolaw.com, M-E-R-C-U-R-I-O-L-A-W.com. The insurance agency of private insurance services in North Andover, 978-685-9999. And the best way to get somebody there is to email quotes, Q-U-O-T-E-S at prime home and auto, all spelled out P-R-I-M-E-H-O-M-E-A-N-D-A-U-T-O.com. And that goes to everybody in the office and somebody will get back to you and uh, you know, you'll see what we can do. And usually it's better coverage, less money. Fantastic. Attorney Doug Mercurio, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Hopefully we'll be able to share this out and get as many people as we can to know who you are and try and scrum up some business for you and we'll have you back another time. You come, Mike, like to like talk about just general stuff someday? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm, a lot of, I'm a lot and, of fun talking okay. about general stuff. Right, Absolutely. Okay. We'll have him come on and talk about politics or Joe Biden or something in the yeah. future, maybe something local. I do, where do you live? Do you live in North Andover? I live in Andover. Oh, you're in Andover. So yeah. a very political town. Yeah, I follow, it's, I follow it's, a lot of the we, politics. There's there. a lot of headbutting between friends in Andover yeah. because you know we don't we don't always agree. Right. But that said, you know it's it's a very good town, family community. You know, with with I will say an even split. Let's right. just say of people on both sides of the aisle. Right, Doug. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Thanks for having me. I want to thank our uh, sponsors. We can roll up Mal. Oh, before we go, uh, I want to thank Don's Sign Tech in North Andover. Um, I don't know if you've seen these things online. Look, I, I can hold it in my hand. You know what this is? This is a sleeping bag. And she donated 20 of these for the homeless. Um, and they're, they're these, I don't even know like what to call them. But they, um, if it's two degrees below zero and you put it on, it's going to keep you warm. No matter like how cold it gets outside, it's like a thermal fire blanket. It's like a, wow. uh, you can also use it for the lining of your, um, of your sleeping bag. So we've given them to the homeless. We gave them a bunch last night. Uh, it's waterproof. So some of the homeless have been using them for like when it rains, they put it down on the ground so that their sleeping bag's not on the ground getting wet. 
and seeping in, then you can't yeah. sleep in it. Um, so I want to thank Dawn at Dawn Sign Tech. Uh, we gave them to some of the homeless that we deal with on a regular basis to get some feedback from them. And Dawn says if they come back and say that they're good and they last long term, she'll buy us a hundred and she'll and she'll uh, she'll fund wow. these for the homeless. So I want to thank Dawn at Dawn Sign Tech in North Andover. Also want to thank McLennan Real Estate, our sponsors, Century Twenty One, Marsan and Sun Construction, EIS Investigation and Gun Training. Borelli's Deli, Tomo and Shaken Seafood. You got to get the Emperor's Delight if you uh, deluxe if you go to Tomo's. Uh, Clear Path for Veterans, New England AFC Urgent Care. We love Lisa. Hopefully, we'll get her back next week. And a free shout out to oh, uh, Pleasant Valley Landscaping and a free shout out to JG's Ice Cream right across the street here from the studio. Doug, thanks for coming in. I appreciate right. it again. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, we'll have you back. Good luck with the Valley Patriot. Uh, and uh, the Valley Patriot is being delivered as we speak, by the way. So. Uh, the new one is on the streets most places, but there are some places still they're still getting out. I know I got uh, Dan Salinas is out there today doing. Oh, thank you, Chrissy, for a fine, fine job. Thank what are we doing you. next week? Do we even know? We have no clue. No. no we should make it up as we go. Yeah. Right, okay. We're good at that. Fair enough. Uh, next week, I will have an update for you on the Lawrence police situation. I will also have an update for you on the Methuen deputy police chief situation um, and the Lenny Mera losing, winning by 100, losing by one vote. Melvin Taylor says you got to go home, so go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.